Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. We have a breaking story that is being censored by Facebook and Twitter as I speak. It is a huge story, and it's first published in the New York Post. Hunter Biden introduced his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, to a top executive at a Ukrainian energy firm less than a year before the elder Biden pressured government officials in Ukraine into firing a prosecutor who was investigating that company, according to emails obtained by the Post. The never-before-revealed meeting is mentioned in a message of appreciation that Vadim Pasharsky, an advisor to the board of Burisma, allegedly sent Hunter Biden on April 17, 2015, about a year after Hunter joined the Burisma board at a reported salary of up to 50000 a month. It was actually 83000 It says, Dear Hunter, Thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It's really an honor and a pleasure. That's directly from the email. An earlier email from May uh, 2014 also shows Pazharsky, reportedly Burisma's number three executive, asking Hunter for, quote, advice on how you could use your influence, unquote, on the company's behalf. Let me repeat this so it's not confusing and it's easily understood. Hunter Biden introduced his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, to a top executive at Burisma, considered the number three. Less than a year before the elder Biden pressured government officials in Ukraine to fire the prosecutor who was investigating... Burisma. Does that got your attention? 
This is in the New York Post. It's been repeated by Fox. Immediately, Facebook and Twitter have censored it. The blockbuster correspondence, which which flies in the face of Joe Biden's claim that he's, quote, never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings, unquote, is contained in a massive trove of data recovered from a laptop computer. The computer was dropped off at a repair shop in Biden's home state of Delaware in April 2019, according to the store's owner. Other material extracted from the computer includes a raunchy 12-minute video that appears to show Hunter, who's admitted struggling with addiction problems, smoking crack while engaged in a sex act with an unidentified woman, as well as numerous other sexually explicit images. The customer who brought in the water-damaged MacBook Pro for repair never paid for the service or retrieved it or a hard drive on which its contents were stored, according to the shop owner who said he tried repeatedly to contact the client. The shop owner couldn't positively identify the customer as Hunter Biden. He's legally blind. But said the laptop bore a sticker from the Bo Biden Foundation named after Hunter's late brother and former Delaware Attorney General. Photos of a Delaware federal subpoena given to the Post show that both the computer and the hard drive were seized by the FBI in December after the shop owner says he alerted the feds to their existence. But before turning over the gear, the shop owner says he made a copy of the hard drive and later gave it to former Mayor Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, Robert Costello. Steve Bannon, former advisor to President Trump, told the New York Post about the existence of the hard drive in late September, and Giuliani provided the Post with a copy of it on Sunday. Now, little did I know all this, Mr. Producer, but I invited Rudy Giuliani on Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday. Little did I know about all this. So he will be on Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday. Not as a result of this article, but he was invited before it became public, before I knew about it. Less than eight months after Pazharsky, that's the number three of Burisma, thanked Hunter Biden for the introduction to his vice president father. The then vice president admittedly pressured Ukrainian president Petro Poroshenko and Prime Minister Arsensky Yatsimnak into getting rid of Prosecutor General Viktor Shokin by threatening to withhold $1 billion in U.S. loan guarantee during a September 2015 trip to Kiev. I looked at them and I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money, Biden infamously bragged. The Council on Foreign Relations in 2018. Well, son of a bee, he got fired. Now, the prosecutor, Shokin, has said that at the time of his firing, in March of 2016, he made specific plans to investigate Burisma. That, quote, included interrogations and other crime investigation procedures into all members of the executive board, including Hunter Biden, unquote. Joe Biden has insisted the U.S. wanted Shokin removed over corruption concerns, which were shared by the European Union. Meanwhile, an email dated May 12, 2014, shortly after Hunter Biden joined the Burisma board, shows Pazharsky, remember the number three at Burisma, 
attempting to get him to use his political leverage to help the company. And the message had the subject line, urgent issue, and was sent to Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, who also sat on the Burisma board. Pazharsky, member the number three at Burisma, said that the represent, quote, the representatives of new authorities in power tend to quite aggressively approach NZ unofficially with the aim to obtain cash from him. NZ isn't identified in the Mebo, but appears to be a reference to Burisma founder, whose first name is Ukrainian version of Nicholas. Now, when the alleged shakedown failed, quote, they proceeded with concrete actions, unquote, in the form, quote, of one or more pretrial proceedings, Bezharsky wrote. We urgently need your advice on how you could use your influence to convey a message, a signal, etc., to stop what we consider to be politically motivated actions, he added. This is really quite shocking, isn't it, Mr. Producer? It certainly makes it look like the vice president's involvement was crucial to Burisma. It was crucial to Hunter Biden, according to this information, and done with forethought, that is knowledge of what was taking place. Hunter Biden responded by saying he was with Archer in Doha, Qatar, and asked for more information about the formal offending accusations being made about and against Burisma. Who is ultimately behind these attacks on the company? Who in the current interim government can put an end to such attacks, he added. Now that exchange came the same day that Burisma announced that it had expanded its board of directors by adding Hunter Biden, who was put in charge of its, quote, legal unit and will provide support for the company among international organizations, unquote, according to a news release that's since been scrubbed from Burisma's website. Hunter Biden actually joined the board in April 2014, according to multiple reports. And his lawyer said last year that Hunter, quote, was not a member of the management team, unquote, adding at no time was Hunter in charge of the company legal affairs. About four months after Hunter Biden's correspondence with Posharsky, remember the number three at Burisma, Archer forwarded Hunter Biden an email chain with the subject line tax raise impact on Burisma production, which included Posharsky saying that the Ukrainian cabinet has submitted new tax legislation to the country's parliament. Quote, if enacted, this law would kill the entire private gas production sector in the bud, Posharsky wrote, the number three at Burisma. In September 24, 2014 email, Posharsky also said he was, quote, going to share this information with the U.S. Embassy here in Kiev, as well as the office of Mr. Amos Hochstein in the States. At the time, Hochstein was the State Department's newly appointed special envoy and coordinator for international energy affairs. I'm walking through this slowly. In December 2017, the Naftazgaz Group, Ukraine's state-owned energy company, announced that Hochstein had joined the company as an independent director. But on Monday, he announced his resignation. All right, it goes on. Very much involved. Poharsky and the Joe Biden campaign did not return requests for comments. Hunter Biden's lawyer refused to comment on the specifics, but instead attacked Rudy Giuliani. I think the front end of this story really is where the uh, 
the key is. Hunter Biden introduced his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, to the number three top executive of the Burisma Company. Less than a year before, Biden pressured the prosecutor there to drop his investigation of Burisma. That, to me, is a shocker. If all this is accurate, that, to me, is a shocker. And now you can understand why Facebook and Twitter moved in immediately to block this. The New York Post is a reliable newspaper. They have actual emails they are claiming. Now, I do the what if. What if this were Donald Trump and Don Jr. or Eric or Ivanka or Jared or the rest of them? I mean, they run with headlines at the New York Times and the Washington Post. They run with headlines at CNN and MSNBC. They run with headlines at NBC, ABC, and CBS of anonymous sources who make allegations that are contradicted by 27 on-the-record named individuals. They run with a book, a book written by Woodward. They run with the most surface-level, unvetted attacks on the President of the United States, making implications and creating scenarios. Well, this is more than that. These are emails. And the emails are in the article. And if I try to post the article right now on Facebook or Twitter, what happens, Mr. Producer? We get an error message and they block them, right? They block them. These corporations, in my view, are violating federal campaign law. I'm no expert on it, but this appears to me to be an in-kind contribution from these massive corporations to the Democrat Party and the Biden campaign. That's the way I view this. In-kind contributions, in other words, they're supporting the Biden campaign by censoring this information. It's not a violation of the First Amendment, which of course has to involve government. But it may well be a violation of our campaign laws. Because it's clearly biased. And we've been fighting Facebook for the last 30 or 40 days, haven't we, Mr. Producer? And they've been trying to intimidate me and silence me in a number of ways. I mean, it's been behind the scenes and brass knuckles. Later in the program, when my buddy Dan Bongino joins me in hour three, we're going to talk about what the New York Times is trying to do. All these media entities, media entities, they're showing their fangs. They're showing their fangs, and they are worse than communist newspapers or fascist newspapers because they pretend to be otherwise, when in fact they're not. They're not at all. They're just as autocratic and totalitarian as the worst state media in the worst countries. And so are these platforms. Thank God for conservative talk radio and the Fox News channel and other formats that we have. My own email, Mark Levin Show, Facebook. Excuse me, MarkLevinShow.com. Now, Mr. Producer, let us take this New York Post article and plaster it on my website. Because I control the website. MarkLevinShow.com MarkLevinShow.com You can read what I just read to you. Plus, you will see the actual emails and the correspondence there. 
So the takeaway is, the takeaway is at the beginning of the story, as I pointed out, Joe Biden says he doesn't get involved in his son's business. Joe Biden said he doesn't know anything about anything. But according to these emails, he did. He did. That Hunter Biden introduced his father, the vice president of the United States, to the number three of Burisma. Number three, less than a year before the elder Biden pressured the government officials in Ukraine to drop their investigation of Burisma. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great free online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, that's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Now that is breaking news. That is breaking news. I mean, if you're going to impeach a president over a letter that was absolutely innocent, uh, you got to raise serious questions about this. It looks like the interference now, based on these emails, is printed in the New York Post. Looks like the interference now by Biden was in fact intended to protect his son and the company his son was working for. It does appear now, according to the email, that in fact Biden did meet with the number three from Burisma. Again, according to the email. Uh, and, um, and so there are serious questions there. Now the corruption in the Biden family runs deep. We're going to have Peter Schweizer on the program. After the bottom of the hour, I think you're going to want to be here with us because nobody's a bigger expert on this than he, maybe Rudy at this point, but he definitely is at the top. And so you'll want to stick with us. Um, Honestly, I invited Peter on the program before I even knew about this story. So this should be very, very interesting. We'll be right back. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great free online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, that's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. 
That's Levin for Hillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. On the straight and narrow path, you have a guide. Mark Levin. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Peter Schweitzer is the author of Profiles in Corruption about the Biden family which is so thoroughly corrupt. Peter Schweitzer, how are you, my friend? It's great. Great to be with you as always, Mark. Thanks for having me. Well, Peter, what do you make of this new information? Apparently, if I have this right, and you, and you can correct me if I don't, because I want to be right, turns out Biden met with a number three at Burisma. Uh, and it turns out that uh, relatively shortly thereafter, he contacted the, the prosecutor, the Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating Burisma and chased him off. Uh, despite the fact that Biden said he's not involved in what his son does and he doesn't know anything about this company or anything else. Do I have it right? And if I don't, correct me, please. Yeah, that you, you have it exactly right. That is what the New York Post is reporting. I haven't seen the emails. I have no reason to doubt of emails. And what this confirms, Mark, is what we have talked about in the past, which is Hunter Biden got these deals. He got deals in Ukraine. He got deals in China. And he had no background, he had no skill to offer, he had no services to provide, except for access to his dad. Um, and this email seems to confirm uh, exactly what we were saying, is he was being paid because his father was vice president. Um, and that's why this cries out for investigation. I know they've looked at it, Senator Johnson's committee has done great work, but it cries out for deeper investigation, because this is just the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, the problem, Peter, is we're so close to the election and we have these massive big tech companies and Facebook and Twitter that are censoring that they're covering it up. They won't even allow the American people to read it off their sites. Yeah. Yeah. It, is that it, shocking? It, it, it's, it's enormously shocking. It shows to me a couple of things, Mark. First, this is a very important story um, and, and is very damaging to the guy they apparently want to win, which is Joe Biden. But the second thing it shows is their rank hypocrisy, because what they're doing is uh, there was an executive from Facebook that actually tw- uh, you know, tweeted out and said, um, we have not fact-checked this yet. And, of course, we know who's going to fact-check this. That's going to mm-hmm. be left-leaning fact-checkers. But we haven't fact-checked this yet, but we are going to slow traffic to this story. So they're already immediately doing so without having fact-checked it. And their other claim, Mark, is that they, they're censoring this because it, it relies on emails that were hacked, which is not true. Uh, you know, the story is that, that um, Hunter Biden apparently left a laptop with a service company to have something fixed, never picked it up. Uh, and the owner of the company finally opened up the email and saw what was on there and, and shared it with the FBI and kept a copy. Yeah, how's um, that hacking? That's right. That's not hacking. But, but more to the point, and, and Mark, you're the lawyer in this conversation, but more to the point, did they censor the New York Times story that relied on illegally leaked Donald Trump tax returns? Brilliant no, point. they didn't. They never did. So it's, it's selective all the way around. And, and I think it's just further evidence, further evidence that you cannot, we cannot trust these large big tech companies with so much control of information. And they have way too much control because they are going to put their finger on the scale and tip it to the side they want to win. And I feel like now, you know, I have my own theories. I'm not an election law expert, but this is effectively an in-kind contribution to the Biden campaign uh, by, yeah. by, by hiding this information. You know damn well if this were Don Jr. and 
and the president or, or Eric or any of his children or Kushner or whatever, we wouldn't even be having this discussion about these big uh, tech companies censoring anything. That's right. That's right. Did they I mean, censor anything the related to the Russia hoax because they wanted to get the facts first? <laughs> no. And in fact, when those stories that were run were proved to be false, Nobody's gone back and, 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 you know, added corrections. Nobody's gone back and, and suppressed those articles now. No, I mean, this is a farce. And I think to your point, this is really important to understand. Facebook and Google and these big tech companies are providing a huge in-kind service to the Biden campaign. If the Exxon oil company decided to give, you know, 2,000 or 20,000 gallons of free gasoline to the Trump campaign, they couldn't do that. That would be illegal. It's, it's, you cannot make a corporate in-kind contribution like that. They argue that this is about you know, the, the corporation's First Amendment right. It's not a First Amendment right. A First Amendment right is you have a, a right to stand up as a company and say, we believe in, in free speech or we believe in free trade. It does not mean you get to secretly on the back end suppress certain speech and advance other speech. That's not a First Amendment right. That's manipulating a political campaign. And that's one of the things I think this Department of Justice needs to look into. And it also doesn't mean uh, that you get affirmative federal protection from our uh, defamation laws, which is what they have right now. Now, I want to ask you about another story, because it's not the only hot story. There was a story broken of all places in Politico yesterday. Biden's son-in-law advises campaign on pandemic while investing in COVID-19 startups. It says here... At the same time, the Joe Biden son-in-law, Howard Krein, has been advising Biden's campaign on its coronavirus response. Krein's venture capital business has been running a special initiative to invest in healthcare startups that offer solutions to the pandemic. In March, as COVID-19 began spreading in the United States, the investment firm, Startup Health, unveiled a new coronavirus initiative soliciting pitches from entrepreneurs with products that addressed the outbreak. The next month, reports in Bloomberg and the New York Times listed crime among those participating in daily calls to brief Biden on health policy during the pandemic. While Startup Health announced its intention to invest a million dollars across 10 startups for coronavirus applications within 30 days. Obviously, the suggestion here is he is sort of driving policy towards an area and companies that he's starting up and investing in. That's right. And, and this is a really interesting case. You know, we, we talked before, Mark, about what I call the Biden Five, the five members of the Biden family. It's not just Hunter. Howard Klein is another example. He's married to, to Ashley, uh, Joe Biden's daughter. And as I talk about in the book and as we've discussed, um, Startup Health, this company that is now doing this, um, was actually launched in the Obama White House. Uh, and we have executives from Startup Health describing how Howard Klein called Joe Biden and told him about this business. Um, Joe Biden said, come to the, to the White House. They met with Barack Obama. Ba- Barack Obama gave them their blessing. They announced on their website that they were launching the company in the Oval Office. And then the, Biden, sorry, the, the Obama-Biden administration opened up the floodgates and gave them premium access to a federal health care data conference. Mm, mm, mm. So from the beginning, this business has been juiced in, and Joe Biden has been using his powers in government to coax them along and build them along. He even gave briefings twice as vice president, closed-door briefings to investors in startup health, 
um, on what the initiatives that the Obama administration was doing in the healthcare space. So this new report, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important explosive report by Politico, fits the pattern and it demonstrates again the Bidens are insiders. They operate as insiders. It's classic swamp-like behavior. And they're all wealthy. They're all wealthy yeah. off the backs of government, of cutting deals, special interests. Let me, let me mention this to you. Um, the Biden campaign's response to the report from the New York Post is essentially, Biden's official vice presidential schedule does not show a meeting. <laughs> now, if you're going to have a sleazy meeting with somebody, are you going to put that on your official schedule? <laughs> That's right, Mark, and I would encourage everybody, you can access them on, on the Obama, ObamaWhiteHouse.gov website. You can look at Joe Biden's schedule that day. You know what it has? It has two gaps that are three hours or more that are completely... Wait a minute. It has two gaps of three hours or more the day that he allegedly met with this guy? Yes. Yes. Wow, that's, that's right. breaking. Explain. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so it shows the speech that he gave. It showed meetings that he gave. But I, I, I want to say people can check this. I think it was from 2 to 5 in the afternoon. It shows nothing on a schedule, and there's a similar gap in the morning. The other thing I will tell you is there are other examples that we ran across that I talk about in the book and elsewhere where, Hunt, where Joe Biden, as vice president, met with officials um, from foreign countries, including China, and actually those Chinese officials said we met with Joe Biden on a given date. But it does not show up on Joe Biden's calendar. So clearly, they are not giving full, complete calendars like they claim, like they claim they are. I mean, that's this is just a complete fraud that they're perpetuating. Mm-hmm. And why would they put it on? But that's interesting. You're telling us there are multi-hour gaps on his official yeah. schedule on the day that he supposedly met with this number three from Burisma. Yes, that's right. So let me ask you this, Peter Schweitzer. You're uh, Joe Biden. What do you do about all this right now? Well, here's the funny thing, uh, uh, you, Mark. You keep yeah. hiding in your basement. You can't hide there forever. That's right. You keep hiding in your basement. But here's the, the thing that, you know, we all want the media to take this up. They're not going to do it. But here's the paradox, the central paradox. The same guy who is standing up and giving speeches, who looks confused, is misremembering things, is misstating things, at the same time makes a definitive statement that over the last 10 years, I've never had a single conversation with my son about his business dealings. Mm-hmm. That's been their position. So he's supposed to remember any conversation he had with his, his brother nine years, sorry, his son nine years ago. It just strains credulity. It's just not real. It's not accurate. He needs to be called out and given an account to this. At the town hall that he has tomorrow night, this ought to be brought up. It's a central issue that he should explain, but he's not going to be pressed on it. That's why I think we need to continue to expose it. I think uh, President Trump... Yes, running out of time. Let me ask you this, Peter. ABC News Town Hall. Who's going to be running that? George Stephanopoulos? I believe it is, yes. He's corrupt as hell. He's intellectually dishonest. Let's see what he does. Let's see if he he presses Biden on this the way he pressed Trump on really nothing, but he pressed him on everything he possibly could. Let's just see if, if Stephanopoulos is going to continue to be a corrupt crony Democrat hack, or if he's going to, at least for one hour or 90 minutes, show that he's capable of being a journalist, because this is big stuff. And we already know what Joe Biden's going to say. It's not on my calendar. I don't know. What. He's going to play rope-a-dope, right? Because he wants to play it out till he can get elected president. He's going to say, right. in his view, uh, he's going to say, I don't know what this is. 
Uh, they're working on now how to attack the source of the information, uh, how to attack the Republicans, how to divert on Trump. That's what they're going to do, aren't they? That's exactly right. I will tell you this, Mark. Um, we have emails from a, a, a Hunter Biden business partner that has shared them with us. Uh, we're going through them now, and, and we'll be breaking that story in a couple of days. So there's, there's a lot more information to come. Well, very, very, very important, and your timing is crucial. The American people are voting, as, as Biden likes to say about the nominee for the Supreme Court. The American people are in the middle of voting. And they're in the middle of voting and Facebook and Twitter doing their best to cover up for Biden. And so are the rest of the media. Let's see if this is a headline tomorrow, Peter, at the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. Let's see if this is covered thoroughly by CNN and MSNBC. Let's see what ABC and NBC and CBS do about it. They'll do almost nothing, won't they? Yeah, look, they've had zero curiosity about this. And we've been talking about this. I was on your program in 2018 when Mm -hmm. we first started talking about this. And more and more evidence is built. It's not like this is an 11th hour surprise. This story has been out there. Zero curiosity, zero interest in pursuing it. You know, it's going to be interesting, Peter, is to to listen to how they they spin this uh, just the way these big tech companies said, well, the information was hacked. All right, that doesn't fly. Well, we can't be sure that the information's solid because it was kind of leaked. Oh, you mean like the records that were leaked to you about the president's taxes? Oh, you mean like the whole Russia collusion story that was leaked to you by the FBI and the CIA and turned out to be a lie? You mean like the dossier, which was actually written by a Russian spy and was a whole big lie? You ran with that stuff. And this, is, yeah. this appears to be accurate. Yes, exactly. I, I haven't seen the e- emails, but I don't have any reason to doubt them, and they certainly seem to be consistent. Right there in the article, by the way. On. They have them right there yeah. in the article at the New York Post. Well, Peter Schweitzer, you're a great patriot. I want to thank you very much. And his outstanding book is Profiles in Corruption. It's about the entire uh, Biden mob family. And, uh, and you can get it on Amazon.com, and I have it up on my social sites. Peter, take care, my friend. Thank you, brother. Take care. All right. God bless. Now, here's the thing. I don't think this truly remarkable information, you have to assume the accuracy of it. It's in the New York Post, and it's repeated by the Fox News Channel site. I, I don't think that all our neighbors and friends and family members are going to know about it, but it's a very easy way to explain it. If this is accurate, Joe Biden lied and covered up his knowledge about his son corrupt deal with Burisma. He lied. Number one. Number two. He also had that prosecutor fired, the prosecutor of the country of Ukraine, in order to protect his son and the corrupt company. And he did it as vice president. Number three. Again, according to the story. I'm not a journalist, I'm just telling you. Biden did in fact meet with the number three from Burisma. Senate investigators, Republicans, Johnson, Grassley, are very much interested in getting to the bottom of this. We're running out of time. Uh, But this is a big deal. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. 
They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today, we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great free online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, that's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, it's already begun, and it's pathetic. It's embarrassing. I don't really know who this A.B. Stoddard is. I really don't know who she is. But she's already in there saying the New York Post got it wrong because, you know, it wasn't just the vice president who wanted to get rid of this prosecutor. It was a whole bunch of people in Europe who wanted to get rid of the prosecutor. What does that have to do with anything? A whole bunch of people in Europe didn't have their son making a fortune from a company that was being investigated by this prosecutor. And so this is what you're going to see now. Because this is how the media conduct themselves. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this information is now out there. If we had a real press in America, rather than playing defense and praetorian guard, they would start digging into this immediately. They would demand answers from the Biden campaign. They would track down Hunter Biden. We don't know where he is right now. Uh, They try and get to the bottom of this, but that's not how our media are. What they're going to do now is try and figure out how did this information get to the New York Post? Who Who is the person that gave it to the New York Post? Let's go after Rudy Giuliani. Now, they never did this in the Russian crap. They never did this with the... Uh, the, the NDAs. They never did this with Michael Cohen. No, no, no. So they're going to try and attack the sources, try and unravel them the way they did with Tara Reid, rather than dig into the actual story. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Lots breaking tonight. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, Now, get this. The press secretary to the President of the United States, Kayla McEnany, had her Twitter site locked, locked by Twitter for linking to this New York Post story. Isn't that correct, Mr. Producer? Her personal Twitter account has been locked because she dared to link to a newspaper story that is online for the whole world to see. Is it up on our website yet, Mr. Producer? For those of you who wish to see it, you can go to marklevinshow.com. We have the article right there. 
I'm not going to say that, Mr. Producer. <laughs> Mr. Producer, come on now. And you can, of course, go on our social sites. We linked all kinds of stuff, is what Mr. Producer is trying to say. Um, <laughs> we're going to have my buddy Dan Bongino on the show. What time is that, Rich? At the, in the third hour. And we want to talk about his fantastic new book, but we also want to talk about what the New York Times has done. Luckily, we have microphones, we have television programs, and we're going to expose the New York Times. It is a sleazy operation. It's a sleazy corporation. It's been a sleazy corporation for well over 100 years. These tax issues that has tried to destroy the President of the United States, the sleazy New York Times Corporation has used exactly the same uh, tactics and aspects of the Internal Revenue Code as the President of the United States has. And they didn't reveal that because they're sleazy. They didn't reveal that because they're sleazy. The 1619 Project, which they've quietly edited, they didn't reveal that because they're sleazy. They hire anti-Semites because they're sleazy. The New York Times is a disgrace. It's destroying itself step by step, and that's a good thing. But that's not what I want to talk about. Molly Hemingway has an excellent piece. You know, she's one of the few reporters left in this country. Up on the Federalists. And she says, contra media poll narrative, Trump tracking just fine in the Electoral College. Now, I don't want this to create any kind of uh, false hope. I want you to get out there and fight like hell. Fight like hell to get people to vote. She says, the media's predictions of President Trump's certain defeat are about as confident this year as they were in 2016. You would think pundits' embarrassing errors in 2016 would provoke some humility, but the narrative has been roughly the same for months. Joe Biden's going to win the election, likely in a landslide. Charlie Cook, he's supposed to be an independent on this, declared the race over. Hillary Clinton the winner on the strength of a Fox News poll that was issued on October 13, 2016. I guess Charlie Cook was wrong. Four years to the day later, he said Biden will win and that there's a 40% chance he will win big. He also said, according to a press release that was just issued, that if Biden is able to win the states Hillary Clinton lost, he could get enough electoral votes to win the election. Not much to say about the insightful comment. It's absolutely true that national polls would predict a clear Biden victory if the country elected presidents through the popular vote. Uh, And there are some serious problems with some of these polls, but that aside. Biden's up 10 points in the Real Clear Politics poll average nationally. Does anybody here believe that Biden's going to have a 10-point landslide? Anybody? What is left out of the media's discussions of whether this or the 2016 race is winnable for Trump is the Electoral College. And for that discussion, it's worth a look at the states whose electoral votes will decide the election. In 2016, Trump won by winning battleground states that few expected him to win. Right now, he's polling slightly and relatively better in those states than he did four years ago. You got that? Trump's 2020 performance in polls of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Florida, Arizona, North Carolina, how they compare to his 2016 polling by performance states. Biden was up nearly six points in battleground states at a time Clinton was up 
2.3 points. Now he's up 4.9 points at a time Clinton was up 5.1 points. Real Clear Politics has a great table that shows how Clinton was polling four years ago to the day, to today, in various states, and it's fascinating to look at. Now, unfortunately, I didn't bring my magnifying glass, so I have to stare at that. The fonts are tiny. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, four years ago, they had Clinton plus 6.8%. Today, they have Biden up 7%. Florida, four years ago, they had Clinton up 3.6%. These are the real clear average polls for uh, all these polls taken together. They have Biden up 3.7%. Again, Clinton was up 3.6%, Biden up 3.7%. Wisconsin. Under Clinton, Trump, they had Clinton up 7%. Today, they have Biden up 6.3%. Michigan, four years ago to the day, they had Clinton up 11.6%. Today, they have Biden up 7%. North Carolina, four years ago to the day, they had Clinton up 2.7%. Today, they have Biden up 3.2%. Arizona. Four years ago, Trump was up 1% against Hillary Clinton. Today, he's down 2.7% against Biden. You can see how close these are to what took place in 2016. So you see that Biden is averaging seven-point lead in Pennsylvania, but Clinton was averaging a nearly identical lead there four years ago. Before Trump won it narrowly on Election Day. Likewise, Biden's Florida lead is very similar to Clinton's lead four years ago. Trump won Florida. Biden is not performing as well as in Wisconsin as Clinton was four years ago. Trump won that state. Biden is doing less well in Michigan, according to the polls, than Clinton did four years ago. Trump won Michigan. Biden's doing a little bit better in North Carolina than Clinton did, but Trump won the state by a four-point margin. There are a lot of people who don't put much confidence in polling, but this table shows that even according to the polls themselves, Trump's performance at this point in the election process is on track when you come at these battleground electoral college issues with where he was in 2016. Trump will need to do in 2020 what he did in 2016, campaign hard in these battleground states and win them. But the numbers show he's polling slightly better in most of these battleground states right now than he was at this time in 2016. He's on track in the media's own polls to do well in the Electoral College. Now again, ladies and gentlemen, what all this is is a snapshot of the time, of this day, of today. So anything can happen in 20 days. That's why you got to fight like hell, be the Paul Revere's and the Thomas Paines I keep encouraging you to be every single day. The media like to use polls to set very powerful narratives during a campaign. The narrative is frequently that the race is not winnable for the Republican. The polls get more reasonable closer to Election Day, regardless of who wins, and the false narrative gets forgotten. Throughout 2016, the narrative put forth day in and day out by the media was that Donald Trump simply could not win. Sure, the final polls weren't off as dramatically as the narrative was, But the narrative is pushed, at least in part because it advances the political agenda of the media. The wish frequently becomes reality. The media have pushed the same narrative this time as well. 
if a bit more angrily. Four years ago, pundits said the race was over because of how Trump was polling. According to those same polls in the same battleground states, he's doing a little bit better than he was four years ago. Molly Hemingway, senior editor of The Federalist. Now, I read you that because I know many of you are dispirited. But I also read you that because I wanted to light a fire under you. Not the opposite. Oh, okay, I can relax. No, you can't relax. This is a picture of today. Not a picture of 20 days from now. And as I keep pointing out, given the, the nature of what's taking place, mail-in voting, changing election day, all this other baloney that's going on that's intended to help the Democrats, we need to win by a bigger margin than we did in 2016. And we're only going to do that if you get 5 to 10 people to vote and make sure they vote. If they're going to vote for the president and write down on the Republican ticket. If we can hold the Senate, and we can take the presidency, and even if we squeak by and take the House of Representatives, it will be the most remarkable election in American history. And we'll get our country back. And more things will be happening than ever before. I don't know if you saw that interview with Nancy Pelosi and Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer, for the first time in in maybe a decade actually woke up and acted like a journalist. I was shocked. It's certainly the exception to the rule. But even Nancy Pelosi came off like an absolute buffoon. Like she was absolutely insane. She actually said CNN was working for the Republicans. And the Wolf Blitzer was working for the Republicans. That's, that's how mentally deranged she is. It was really quite shocking. I'll be right back. I'm going to be really direct with you. If your cellular plan is with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you're simply paying way too much for the exact same coverage you would get right now with Pure Talk. So look at your cell phone bill where it shows data usage. The average person who switches to Pure Talk is using less than 4 gigs of data a month. But the big carriers are charging you for unlimited data. It's like paying for an entire row on an airplane, but only needing one seat. That's how Pure Talk saves the average person over $400 a year on their wireless service. Unlimited talk, text, and 2 gigs of data, all for just $20 a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. So folks, switching to Pure Talk is the easiest decision you'll make today. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. That's Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. All right, so what are the media doing now? Now that this story is broken, they are in a frenzy. They are going to go after the guy who's legally blind, who, uh, with whom the laptop was left for several months. They're going to go after this guy. They're going to go after Rudy Giuliani. They're going to try and find Steve Bannon. I don't know what role he had in this, but they're trying to do something with him. They're going to try and find out this intermediary, an American apparently, who took the hard drive or the laptop, 
to the FBI at the request of this store owner. A copy of it, if I'm understanding all this correctly, the, a copy of it was provided to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer as well. Because the fellow, the store owner, he looks at this hard drive and he's going, holy mackerel, that's got pornography on here, the guy's using coke. We've got these emails from the number three at Barisma. They're talking about meeting with, with the vice president. Of the I've got something here. I'm very concerned about it. And now they've already reported that he's a Republican. He was very upset about the impeachment of the president. So now they'll try and smear him. What does that have to do with anything? If, in fact, this is what's on the hard drive. If, in fact, these are what the emails say. Whether he's a Republican or uh, whatever. He, why does that matter? They never do this with the Democrats, do they? Well, you know, the, the Mueller team was all Democrats. Did the Washington Compost or the New York Slime, did that bother them at all? No. And I wish the media would stop saying that the email says that the vice president met with a Ukrainian businessman. He met with, according to the emails, the number three top executive at Burisma, not some Ukrainian executive or businessman. The New York Post never asked the Biden campaign about the critical elements of this story. They certainly never raised that Rudy Giuliani, who's discredited conspiracy, that he had it. Uh, moreover, we have reviewed uh, the Joe Biden's official schedules from the time, and no meeting is alleged by the New York Post ever took place. Oh, so it's not on his official schedule. We had Peter Schweitzer here who went online and looked at the, pre- at the vice president's schedule for that day and found two areas of long gaps. Isn't that what he said, Mr. Producer? Two hours twice. Two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon of gaps that are unaccounted for. Plus, how stupid do they all think we are? I met with the number three executive at Burisma at my son's suggestion. I don't think that would be on his calendar, do you, Mr. Producer? No, that might might not be there. And you know, the President of the United States shouldn't have to keep bringing this stuff up at a debate or at, at rallies and so forth. I'm glad he is, but I'm saying we're going to keep an eye and see how the Washington Post reports this tomorrow. I'm just going to prove to you how corrupt the American media are, how in the tank they are for the Democrat Party, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It doesn't matter. They were in the tank for the Democrat Party when they did all the, all the footwork or were the mouthpieces for the FBI and the CIA and others against the president and candidate Trump. And it's even worse now. We're going to watch and see how the Washington Compost handles this. We're already getting a smell of this. How the New York Slimes handles this. How the fools at CNN and the fools at MSNBC handle You're, you're going to see. This is going to prove to you why we don't have a media in this country. Oh, and they're going to trash the New York Post, too. Oh, the New York Post. Uh, yeah, yeah, the New York Post. We know that. We know what that's all about. Yeah, 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 the New York Post. That's a Murdoch publication. You can't trust that. No, no, no. You can only trust a Bezos publication. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or a Schulzberg and Ox publication. Or AT&T that owns CNN. Or Comcast that owns uh, MSNBC and NBC. They're the only ones you can trust, you know. And besides, what does Woodward and Bernstein, what do they have to say about it? We need, and so you'll see the attacks, the attacks, the diversion, the diversion. It's 20 days before the election. Can't have this. We're busy leaking crap on the President of the United States. We're busy lying about his coronavirus 
handling of uh, of that pandemic. We're busy we're busy trashing his uh, his Supreme Court nominee and lying about the Constitution. This is going to disrupt our narrative. The simple question is, did in fact Joe Biden meet with the number three from Burisma on the date that the email says? That should be very easy to figure out. Very easy. Did he fly to the United States? They can check the airline logs. They can check the White House logs unless they slipped them through the back door. It's very easy. And Joe Biden should be forced, yes or no? Yes or no, did it happen? You made a definitive statement that you were never involved in your son's business. In fact, he even went further. He says, I don't know what my son's doing. I don't know what my son... This is the problem with early voting, by the way. This is the problem. You've got people, including some in the suburbs, you know, uh, that Joe Biden, he strikes me as a very honorable man, very earnest. Oh, no, no. They, like, ignore that he's been a sleazeball his entire life, and they don't want to hear from Tara Reid or anything. No, no, they have this image in their head. With hundreds of millions of dollars of advertising and propaganda being beaten into people's heads. There's Joe Biden. He would have handled the coronavirus better. There's Joe Biden. He would have put down the rights. There's Joe Biden. He's a man that has a plan. There's Joe Biden. He wants to rebuild America again. I mean, they even plagiarized the line. And you go, yeah, we're in a normalcy. Back to Joe. Need more normalcy. Now, of course, it's Democrats rioting. It's Democrats looting. It's Democrats tearing this country apart. I, I need normalcy. I, 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 need, I need Biden. Well, what if this is all accurate and Biden is a pathological liar? who did in fact interfere with Burisma's investigation of his son, and that, of the uh, excuse me, Ukrainian investigation of Burisma, and potentially his son. What about that? What about that, Adam Schiff? I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. show with a warning label for liberals the mark levin show call him now at 877-381-3811 i just want to remind you nothing is going to deter the democrats and their media and their voters from voting and pushing their agenda no matter what's revealed about biden so keep that in mind i need all of you i need all of you thomas paines and paul revere's to keep at it keep at it keep at it because you got to fight like we're behind him. We, we may well be. President of the United States is speaking in Des Moines, Iowa. Let's tap in. Go ahead. I'll tell you that 
because nobody's going to do for Iowa what I did for Iowa. We've just learned through explosive documents published by a very fine newspaper, The New York Post, that Joe Biden has been blatantly lying about his involvement in his son's corrupt business dealing. And this is a big smoking gun. The newly uncovered emails reveal that a top executive from the highly questionable Ukrainian company, it's an energy company, which paid Hunter at least $50,000 a month, but it's now looking like it could be $183,000 a month. That's a lot of money. Would anybody in this audience take it? I'll take it. We'll take it. Despite the fact that he had absolutely no experience, knew nothing about energy, wrote to Hunter, arranging for a meeting to meet with Vice President Joe Biden. I've been saying this for a long time with that family. The same Ukrainian energy executive even sent Hunter an email saying, quote, we urgently need your advice on how you could use your influence. In other words, Hunter was being paid for access to his vice president father, who was specifically put in charge of Ukraine and Russia. How about the Russia hoax? It turned out that they were the ones that did the Russia hoax. It was them. No collusion. No collusion. These emails show that Biden's repeated claim that he has never spoken to Hunter about his business dealings were a complete lie. It was a total lie. He lied to you over and over because he's trying to cover up a massive pay-for-play scandal at the heart of his vice presidency, and everybody knows it. Everybody in Washington knows it. We've known it for a long time. The fact is, there was never an administration more corrupt than the Obama-Biden administration. There was never, never. Just weeks ago, Joe stood before the American people in a presidential debate and told you that these claims had been totally discredited and that his son did nothing wrong. But now that turns out to be a total lie. Now we can see clearly that Biden is a corrupt politician who shouldn't even be allowed to run for the presidency. I was pressing Joe Biden to tell the truth because the corrupt lamestream media, right back there, all those cameras right back there, they're corrupt. And they refuse to write the story. There wasn't one time in almost four years during my presidency, during the greatest political scandal in U.S. history, a witch hunt, a horrible, horrible, disgusting witch hunt that should never, ever happen to another presidency again, and people should pay for the crimes they committed. which turned out to be a total illegal hoax that false and libelous stories every day, false and libelous stories, and they knew they were false, too. They knew they were false. They were never taken down by Twitter or Facebook or the mainstream media, never once. Yet with Biden today, they take negative posts down almost before they even go up. They're trying to protect him.
They're trying to protect Biden. They take him down. And I was just getting off that magnificent plane behind us, Air Force One. And I had heard, and I just don't know this for a fact, but they say, Kaylee McEnany. You know Kaylee, right? Kaylee McEnany. Good Kaylee. She's so great. She's uh, incredible. They closed down her account. She's the White House press secretary because she's reporting the truth. They closed down her account. So let's see what's going to happen. And did you hear the news? Bruce Orr is finally out of the Department of Justice. Bruce Orr. Him and his wonderful wife, Molly. She wrote all this stuff, and then he goes and he works at the Department of Justice, and he took it. Didn't he bring it to the FBI? The wife writes it. She gets paid a lot of money. Bruce Orr is finally out of the Department of Justice. That's good. A couple of years too late, that's all. He should be not only in the Department of Justice outbox, he should be someplace else, okay? Eight months after his alleged meeting with the Burmese executives, so this uh, Burmese, Burmese, they say, pronounce it Burmese, a real beautiful company. Vice President Joe Biden went to Ukraine and threatened to withhold $1 billion in aid if they did not fire the prosecutor that was investigating his son and the company that his son worked for. That's Burmese. The documents also show that before one of Joe's trips to Ukraine, Hunter emailed his business partner saying his lucrative contract should begin now. Think of that. Should begin now. Right now, it's got to begin. It's got, the whole thing is so incredible. Here's a guy, look, let's just put it in simple language. He got thrown out of the military. That's unfortunate. He didn't have a job for a long time. His father becomes vice president, and he's making millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. Think of it. No, think of it. Think of it. It's like uh, the Hillary stuff, the crooked Hillary, and it's the crooked Joe. You know, when a Democrat voter here in Iowa asked Joe last year, you remember if his son raked in money in exchange for providing access, Joe called that man a damn liar. You're a damn liar. Kids making millions of dollars. He had nothing. He didn't have a job. Thrown out of the military, sadly, but thrown out of the military. And he knew nothing about energy. He knew nothing about investments. Knew nothing about China. How about he walked away a billion and a half dollars to manage for China? They don't do that with the most is the Mark Levin show. on Wall Street. Vice President Biden, you owe the people of America an apology because it turns out you are a corrupt politician. Okay? Joe Biden must immediately release all emails, meetings, phone calls, transcripts, and records related to his involvement in his family's business dealings, influence paddlings around the world, including China and including Russia, including Russia. Hunter raked in a fortune from China while Joe Biden was giving China all of our jobs. They came, you know where they came from, Iowa. 
and plenty of other places, but they came from Iowa. He was giving them, they were taking our jobs, they were taking our factories, they were taking everything, they were taking our wealth. And I gave you $28 billion, say thank you very much, President Xi. It came right out of China. And because of that, everybody's happy in Iowa. I just hope you remember that on November 3rd. Hope you remember. Nobody else would have done it. Nobody else would have done it. The Biden family treated the vice presidency as a for-profit corporation flying around the globe collecting millions of dollars from China and Ukraine and Russia and other countries. In fact, the wife of the mayor of Moscow gave Hunter Biden a check for $3.5 million in cash while his father now, Laura, gave just away briefly, Mr. Purdue, You can Russia. bet now the media and the Democrats are going to try and take out the president because he's not putting up with this corruption and he's coming right out of the box. And so now they're going to do everything they can. You're going to see stories on the president, attempts to deflect his taxes, and on and on and on. And they'll run him on the front page, and they'll run him every day right up to the election. You just watch. Go ahead. because I could not sit back any longer and watch the terrible injustices being done to the American people. And it's true. And by the way, before the China plague came in, we had the greatest economy in the history of the world, and now it's going right back there. Our stock market is very close to a number that was even higher. Does everybody have your 401k ready? Because it's going through the roof. We're going to have the best year we've ever had, and we're going to have tax cuts, not tax increases. They want to increase your taxes. They want to increase your taxes so they can spend it on the Green New Deal. It's another beauty. I could not sit idly by and watch career politicians like Joe Biden continue bleeding this country dry. And that's what it is. You know, you can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. But when you have a kid that follows his father, and by the way, take a look at his brother. His brother all of a sudden is building a big housing development in Iraq. Have you ever built a development before? No, I haven't. (laughs) Not in Iraq. (laughs) Take a look at the whole family. It's a corrupt family. Joe Biden. All right, well, hiring can be challenging for business owners, especially with everything else they have to think about these days. Yeah, we're capitalists here. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. I'm going to be really direct with you. If your cellular plan is with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you're simply paying way too much for the exact same coverage you would get right now with Pure Talk. So look at your cell phone bill where it shows data usage. The average person who switches to Pure Talk is using less than 4 gigs of data a month. But the big carriers are charging you for unlimited data. It's like paying for an entire row on an airplane but only needing one seat. That's how Pure Talk saves the average person over $400 a year on their wireless service. Unlimited talk, text, and 2 gigs of data all for just $20 a month. 
And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. So, folks, switching to Pure Talk is the easiest decision you'll make today. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. That's Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. As again, Kaylee McEnany's Twitter account has been locked. Can you believe that in America? The press secretary to the president of the United States, they would never do this to a Democrat, ever. Let's go back to the president. Come this much and fight this hard only to surrender our country back to the depraved Washington swamp. You know, when I would say drain the swamp, I used to say it, you know, drain the swamp, and people liked it. I hated the expression. I hated it. I hated it. I just said, this is a hokey expression. And I put it in one speech, the place went crazy. I said, I'm starting to like that expression. Then I put it in another speech, and they went crazy. I said, you know, I really like it. I really like it. But you know, when when I say drain the swamp, I had no idea the swamp was that dirty, that disgusting, and that deep. It's true. If I don't sound like a typical Washington politician, it's because I'm not a politician, thank God. And I don't want to insult our great politicians because you have some great ones with us tonight. But if I don't always play by the rules of Washington and Washington establishment, it's because I was elected to fight for you harder than ever. And I tell you what, I fight for you harder than any president has ever fought for anyone. It's not easy. But I love it because we're making tremendous progress. We're making tremendous progress. And the fact is that no administration in their first three and a half years has ever done as much as this administration has done. You take a look at the list. And you know, it's amazing because they always challenge you. They challenge you on everything. They never even challenge me on that statement. I make that statement all the time. They just stand and they say, ah, they grit their teeth. They say he's right. We might hate him, but they say he's right. Right now, I'm fighting to eradicate the virus, rebuild the economy, and save our country from the radical left. And that's exactly what we're doing. As a candidate, Joe Biden has made yet another corrupt bargain in exchange for his party's nomination. He has handed control to the socialists and Marxists and the lunatic left-wing fringe that are really running that party. He's not running it. Let's face it, Joe is shot, okay? Whether you like it or not. (laughs) We can all be nice. It's going to be my turn someday. It's even going to be your turn someday, my friends. Someday. But you know, when it is your turn, you can't be president. One thing I've learned, President Xi of China, he's 100%. Putin of Russia, 100%. Kim Jong-un, by the way, whatever happened to that war we were supposed to be in? Kim Jong-un of North Korea, 100%. These people are sharp and they're smart. Joe has lost it. In his best day, he wasn't a smart man. Everybody knows that. But Joe is gone. 
If he wins, the radical left will be running the country. They're addicted to power. And God help us if they get it. Mm -hmm. We'll never be the same country, and we will never be able to recover. And we Mm -hmm. are on a basis. And I'll tell you something. The country was coming together. I was telling a very, very, actually a very good reporter today that our country was coming together because we were having such success that I was being called by people that normally I wouldn't be speaking to too much. They don't want me. I don't want them. But we had the best employment numbers in history, African-American, Hispanic-American numbers, women, Asian, everything. High school diploma. All right, folks, the president's on a roll. When we come back, we're on a roll, too, you know. We're going to have the great Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino with me. We're going to go over Dan's magnificent new book, but we're also going to address the New York Times, which has attacked Dan and me personally. They think that we, they claim are the ones creating violence on election day. That is a very dangerous smear, and we'll respond to it. I'll be back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Let's summarize like only I can, what's been taking place here. With a report from the New York Post. And it reveals more corruption, even more corruption within the Biden family. Three things of particular importance were released by the New York Post. Number one, an email shows that Hunter arranged a meeting between Vice President Biden and a board member of Burisma, the number three at Burisma, which is the corrupt Ukrainian gas company. Now, based on that email, this is clear evidence that Biden lied when he said that he never interacted with Hunter Biden or the organization that he dealt with overseas. Number two, another email shows that Hunter Biden leveraged his father's position as vice president in order to boost his pay from Burisma. Now, you haven't heard that one yet. Again, that's based on the email. Number three, a collection of these emails published by the New York Post today show that Blue Star Strategies, while working for Burisma, participated in an Obama White House conference call with then-Vice President Joe Biden. A Blue Star Strategy employee immediately emailed the memo from the call to Hunter and Devin Archer, his partner, and other top Burisma board members. The first known instance of Biden denying any involvement in Hunter Biden's business is 
Hunter and Joe Biden going to China to meet with Hunter's business partners. Hunter arranged meeting between Burisma and Vice President Joe Biden, despite his denial of any involvement in Hunter's dealings. Now, the Biden campaign hasn't actually disputed the authenticity of the emails. Instead, they simply stated that they reviewed Joe Biden's schedule from that time and found not evidence, uh, no evidence, I should say, that the alleged meetings took place. Peter Schweitzer was just on this program an hour ago, and he said he looked online at the vice president's schedule for that day, and he found two big gaps in the schedule unaccounted for for two hours, in the morning and in the afternoon. So if this all holds up, and Joe Biden now needs to come clean, he needs to answer questions, real questions, it's clear the vice president abused the role of vice president for personal and familial gain. Now the Senate committee's report, Ron Johnson, the Republicans, says that a State Department official raised his concerns about Biden's dealings with Hunter. Shortly after this report was released, Hunter arranged a meeting with the aforementioned State Department official to discuss the allegations. And in relation to these reports, both Facebook and Twitter are now censoring the New York Post story. And yet this is real journalism. And the social media companies, these big tech companies, wholly controlled by the left-wing ideology in favor of the Democrat Party and the Democrat Party nominee, are squelching speech, are squelching information. It would be as if they're wholly owned subsidiaries of the Democrat Party. Even worse, they conduct themselves like the Communist Party in China. You don't hear Democrats, certainly I don't, talking about the abuses of these high-tech, big-tech companies. And so now that we know this, the fact that they looked at Joe Biden's schedule and he didn't have a meeting with this executive from Burisma, who was also on the board of Burisma, is ridiculous. It wouldn't be on the schedule. They didn't deny what's in the emails. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They're trying to figure out a spin now. And the media out there, I already saw this A.B. Stoddard. She's out there attacking the New York Post. She had no curiosity, was not inquisitive in the least about what was taking place. And I'm telling you right now that they're burning the candles light at the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost, in the newsrooms at CNN and MSNBC, the nightly news programs for tomorrow, NBC, ABC, and CBS. The American media now is very concerned and very, very angry, as is the Democrat Party. And they intend to unleash one diversion after another, one attack on this legally blind computer store repair owner, one attack after another on Rudy Giuliani, one attack after another to divert attention on the President of the United States and his family. Whatever it is that they have been saving up, or whatever it is that they can concoct, they will unleash now. Because they have no interest whatsoever 
in corrupt Joe and his corrupt family. You know how I know? Joe Biden's been in Washington, D.C. almost half a century. This crap didn't start tonight. It's been going on for years. They cover for Joe. They protect Joe. They even cover for his mental state. Because they hate Trump. The truth is, some of these Republicans are so stupid who are backing Biden, they would hate anybody who gets into the way of what they feel is their agenda. They're on the precipice, you see, of fundamentally altering this nation forever. And they seek to destroy anything that's in their way, anything and anyone. This is why it's so important that we win this election. This is why it's so important. I'm relying on you and you're relying on me. We're in this together. Joe Biden said he was not involved in and didn't know anything about his son's businesses. Specifically Ukraine and China. And based on these emails, we now know that that was a flat out lie. Not only did he know, he met. Not only did he meet, he acted. And when you consider what the Democrats tried to do to Donald Trump on the Russian phony scandal, and then when you consider what they impeached him for, ladies and gentlemen, this is a massive nuclear warhead, politically speaking. By their standards. If we had a real media, they'd be at the door now. Wherever Biden is, they'd be clawing at the door and they'd demand to speak to him. If we had a real media in this country, you'd see questions being posed to the Speaker of the House, to the Democrat leader in the Senate. You would, see, you would see them tracking down Adam Schiff, who headed the impeachment effort, and asking Adam Schiff what's taking place. They'd be tracking down Kamala Harris, who's hiding in her Senate office room, and asking her about what is taking place. Or this guy Perez, the head of the DNC. You've not seen any of that tonight. None of it. None of it. There's also something taking place that never takes place within the Republican Party because you have reprobates like Murkowski, like Collins, and of course, others, Romney. The Senate and House Democrats haven't said a word, nor will they. None of them will break off, not one. None of them will break off. Not one. If this information had been coming out about the President of the United States, they'd be breaking off left and right. Running for their own elections. Cutting loose. You'd see story after story leaked to the liberal media saying how how the top of the ticket's going to destroy the Senate candidates and the House candidates. You're not hearing any of that with Biden. Not a word of it. Nothing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. It's always an honor to have my buddy Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino. How are you, my friend? Hey, doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. All right. First of all, tell everybody what's going on with your health, because everybody wants to know. <sighs> Thank you. You're, you guys are always so great, and your audience is so loyal. I appreciate that. Uh, things are okay. I'm still waiting on the... I had a, the tumor removed. The doctor got it all out, which was great. God blessed his hands. Um, it was a big one. It was seven centimeters, but I was just waiting on the... Pathology. And it was in a very bad spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it a good spot, especially when, you, you know, I, I got to laugh or you'll cry about these things. When you talk for a living, you don't want a tumor anywhere near your vocal cords or your vagus nerve. And it was in between both. But uh, Dr. Singh there over at Sloan Kettering is uh, just a gifted guy with amazing hands. And um, he got the amazingly got the whole thing out. Um, so we're just waiting on the pathology report. So I'm um, just hoping it's not one of the. Well, we're praying for you, big guy. Wow. Thank you, buddy. And I, I think you're going to be OK. I think so, too. I'm optimistic. It's a lot of prayers. Thank you, brother. All right, a couple of things. First, I want to get into your book, and then I want to get into the New York Times, and I want us to respond to the New York Times. We have plenty of time. We have two segments here. First of all, you have a fascinating book. We just linked to it at Amazon, folks. Follow the Money, the Shocking Deep State Connection to the Anti-Trump Cabal. First of all, Dan Bond, look what's broken today. Yeah. Joe Biden, the Joe Biden, in fact, did meet with this uh, number three at Burisma, uh, according to these emails. Anyway, and I don't know, does it get you're the cop? But does it get any better than emails? I don't think so. You know, I said today on my show, I said, uh, if you were writing a story about internal government corruption, quid pro quos and buying people off and you gave this to like Jerry Bruckheimer or Martin Scorsese, they turn it down. They'd be like, what an idiot. This is so predictable. Biden's obviously the bad guy. Like, go back and write something else. Like, you couldn't write these emails any better. Um, you really couldn't. I mean, if these things turn out to be authentic, and it certainly looks at this point as if they are, um, you have videos, you have emails. It's just really disturbing. And, you know, the really troubling thing about this, Mark, is – you know, I, I was a former federal agent, but you don't have to be to figure this out. I mean, I've written a series of three books. This last book is the, 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 uh, the trifecta here of, of, these, of the books. I was talking about Biden and Ukraine in the first book, Spygate, which mm-hmm. I wrote four years ago um, based on a tip from a source. And, and this book has a whole chapter on it called Insane in the Ukraine, where you could just see all, all the time. Keep in mind, I finished the book three months ago. And you'll see a lot. Obviously, the emails aren't in there, but you'll see how this what's going on with Biden is deeply connected to the impeachment scandal and how the impeachment scandal was just a cover for everything going on with Biden. It's all laid out in the book. It's very simple. So we follow the money. By the way, it's amazing how you write your books. You really write them like a detective, don't you? 
Yeah, I do. I, I like them. To, well, I, what I do is I base them off my podcast. I transcribe my podcast and I use some of the same sourcing. So, you know, my father called today. He said, you have 20 pages of sources. That must have taken a lot of work. I said, honestly, that um, it doesn't. I, you know, it doesn't because I do it over time and I keep notebooks on my shows. I'm like you. I know how you are with books. Someone, a friend of mine who we both know was at your house apparently one time. Another radio guy hinted. He's like, you know, Mark's house is like books everywhere and research stuff. Yeah. I mean, my office is the same way i have stuff everywhere and i footnote everything so like when you look at the chapter in other words on the obama fixer a woman by the name of Catherine rumler who was his white house lawyer that's the chapter that's getting the most attention because it's a name most of your audience hasn't heard he's saying who's Catherine rumler what does she have to do with anything she has to she has to do with everything she was obama's fixer everywhere she cleaned up the irs scandal the benghazi scandal the ap phone record scandal the secret service cartagena scandal and then all of a sudden after Spygate breaks, she appears everywhere. She leaves the White House. She represents Mueller's key witness, who's later accused of child pornography, by the way. She appears in the defense of the dossier when the DNC gets sued by Carter Page. And then she appears again defending Susan Rice after the email surfaces. <laughs> this is Obama's fixer. It's just crazy. Nobody even knew about her. How long did it take to write this book? This one took a while. This was about a year. Um, I had some help with it. I know you do all of them on your own. I don't like to spin people's wheels. I wrote uh, Spygate. We had two researchers involved. Exonerated, I had a friend involved with it. This one, the it was basically based off my podcast, but I had some help with it. It took about a year. But the research, the stories, um, and all of the editing and the wording um, is mine. But it really was a complicated book to put together because I didn't want it to read like one continuous narrative. Like uh, Exonerated was. I wanted you, to read But like you know what's amazing? Novel. You could write novels. I'm convinced yeah. you could write a novel. Thank you. I, I've, I've thought about it. I have some stories. I Not did write so a movie easy. script once. Called, oh, called, you uh, did? Yeah, about the Secret Service. It was a pretty cool uh, story. <laughs> it's shocker, you know. Maybe but, you uh, should drag that out again. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Someone I, th- I think optioned it a while ago. I don't, I don't even know where it is. I had a co-writer. But uh, yeah, Follow the Money's written like a police file. Like you can pick up individual chapters. You know, there's a chapter on the insane in the Ukraine. There's a chapter on Obama's fixer. Um, there's even a chapter on what China, the scam they pulled with the coronavirus early that a lot of people don't know about, which we put at the end of the book, which people seem to like, too. And what is the end of this story? What, what, what is the end game here? Just to destroy Donald Trump, ultimately? You know, uh, they tried this before, and, and they, they tried it on John McCain, this whole he colluded with the Russians thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't new. I actually described that in my last book, Exonerated. I have the evidence. I can show you the media reports. Um, so I, I think they just trotted out an old scandal to deflect from Hillary Clinton's email scandal. So you, you're probably asking the question right now, as most people in your audience are. Well, if they tried tying McCain to the Russians and I hadn't heard about it, what's different now with Donald Trump? And the answer, Mark, is the media. Um, Twitter and the blue checkmark uh, brigade have taken over and own the New York Times now. We'll get to that, I'm sure, soon, uh, too. But they own the media apparatchiks, and I use that word intentionally, the agitprop folks. And whereas back in the John McCain campaign, there wasn't that penetration of social media, they couldn't really use any of that. Now, social media has amplified these stories. So whereas you never heard of John McCain colluded with the Russians, but you've heard Donald Trump did, they're both hoaxes. Mm-hmm. You've heard it because of Twitter, and it worked better because the media, Mark, is the scandal and the collusion hoax. All right, let's let's slip into, and it, and it is a terrific book, and I want to uh, 
Thank you for all the time you put into these things and trying to inform the American people. You're a great patriot, and we have linked to it on Mark Levin Show Facebook, assuming we're still there. Mark Levin Show Twitter, <laughs> assuming we're still there. Mark That's Levin right. Show Parlor, I know we're there, and you're part owner, and I couldn't be happier to be there. Thanks, brother. Um, okay, so look, so we get this, uh, this New York Times woman, Davy Alba. And she apparently contacts you. She contacts me. You can tell by the way she contacted each of us that she was already decided how she was going to write this story. And basically, she's writing a story saying you and I and perhaps a few others, if there's violence on Election Day, it's because of you and me. (laughs) Now, this moron must not be following the news in her own damn newspaper or any for that matter, because... Uh, it's the Democrats who keep saying you're going to have to call in the military to remove Trump. It's the Democrats that have been burning our cities with Antifa and BLM. It's, it's John Podesta and his group that are, that are wargaming this stuff. There's, there's other uh, surrogates who are talking about violence on and on and on. I put one post as a sarcastic hit and say, are we going to need the military uh, to keep Biden from going into the White House? She gloms onto that. She gloms onto your post, and I want to get to this after the break. She ignores virtually, you know, a little, a little weak swipe at them, but ignores virtually all the evidence to the contrary and tries to set you and me up. So I want to talk about this and talk about her. We'll be right back with the great Dan Bongino. During the break, go to Amazon and grab his book. And yes, follow the money. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Well, we're on with our buddy Dan Bongino. Dan. See, I grew up with a lot of Italian guys, by the way. (laughs) I can tell. Um, So tell us about this New York Times story and tell us about this reporter, because you really dug into this, thank goodness. Uh, Yeah, I didn't even know she had reached out to you, too. I was just talking to Rich about an unrelated topic Mr. Producer there. And he's like, yeah, this reporter for the New York Times, Davey Albert, you're talking about, reached out to Mark, too. Now, like you, I haven't been in the media business as long, but we're both, I guess, self-praised things, but pretty savvy cats when it comes to this. I got the same text. New York Times reporter, bottom line, sends me this text saying, hey, uh, you know, you keep talking about this 
rumor of a, of a coup, and I could tell right away what she's trying to do. What she's trying to do is the classic liberal, because that's what they are, these losers in the media. They're not you know, genuine journalists. Let's forget that. They're liberal losers. Um, what they're trying to do is do the classic Republicans pounce. And what Republicans pounce stories are in the liberal media are when the Democrats, you nail them to the wall with corruption, disgusting things they do, stupid policies. The story's never about the Democrat getting busted. It's about the Republican response. So I saw right through this and I basically responded back to her like, this is hilarious. You're asking me to respond to covering a story I covered about leftists promoting violence after the election. I said, why aren't you asking the leftists who are talking about the violence? Mm -hmm. So, of course, she didn't respond to that. And she sent the same text to you because she's trying to rope us in and blame us for promoting a quote like, what did she call it? Um, We we twisted the group's words, Mark, which is hilarious because I quoted them. And notice we're always right wing and right wing this. They're trying to kind of pull us in with white supremacists. Right. right, uh, First of all, you're an Italian-American, I'm Jewish-American. Why would we be with white supremacists or Klansmen? You're Catholic, I take it, I'm Jewish. It's not exactly like we could be members. So it's yeah. really, really quite sickening. And moreover, the New York Times has a horrific record when it comes to covering up the Holocaust and Walter Durant. I gave her the, my Walter Durant Award today, which is, uh, <laughs> he was a liar who was a yeah. Stalin propaganda. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a very, uh, very it's coveted like, yeah. award. But anyway, she's a disgrace. She oh. had no interest in getting to the bottom of this. You saw her story, very meek about the Democrats. The Democrats have been talking about violence. They've been talking about using the military. You had two military guys write an op-ed talking about using the military. You and I, I mean, it, it, it is so... Ass backwards and upside down. And what she has done here, she is a disgrace. And what was she? She reports on, on IT. Was that it? IT? No, no. This is, how, this is the classic tell. If you go to her Twitter feed, which she's now locked because I've been just destroying her on Twitter for the last 20. Listen, folks, media people out there, I'm just, it's just a fair warning. I'm not kidding around. I'm not jerking around with you. I'm not trying to play fake tough guy. I have no time for your BS. You can fill in the blanks what that means. Zero. I don't care. I have nothing to lose. I will eviscerate you on Twitter. I will never, ever stop, ever. I hope you understand that. If I'm, in the, if I'm wrong, I'll apologize and back down. But if you dare try to pin on me liberal left-wing calls to violence, I literally quote, quote in my coverage in my story and you try to pin it on me and associate me with lunatics white supremacists and kkk people you dare try to do that it will never stop i will come after you on twitter all day and expose you so of course she had to block her account now because i started exposing her now this is the interesting thing mark what i covered in my piece was left-wing violence. There's a left-wing group out there called the Transition Integrity Project. Mm -hmm. Their manifesto got leaked. This is all left-wing anti-Trump lunatics. In the manifesto, I quoted a line. It's on, for those of you out there, you know, I know there's some liberals who are morons out there. So if you need to look this up, go Transition Integrity Project, Google their document, go to page 11, go to the second bullet. The group starts talking about, after the election, Mark, to prepare for a street fight, not a legal one. Um, they also leave out, they say, you can't rely on elites or the media. In other words, they're specifically saying, get ready for a fight in the street. This is a liberal group talking about the election. This is not Dan Bongino or Mark Levin. This was me literally word for word quoting them in my piece. And what does she do? She turns it around. My quote of their document says that I'm inciting Trump followers by telling them about liberal calls to violence. Uh-huh. Which if you're scratching your head like, how is this possible? 
Well, it's possible when you're a disinformation specialist. And one more thing. I didn't only cite the Transition Integrity Project. One of the guys running it, he's in the document as one of the co-founders. It's Niels Gilman and Rosa Brooks. Uh-huh. Actually tweeted a death threat on Twitter. I'm not kidding. You can see it on my Twitter and parlor accounts. It's true. And, I saw it. Yeah, he tweeted a death threat about a guy who exposed him, who I had on my show, a guy by the name of Michael Anton. He tweeted that he by should the way, be let's handled. Let's just slow down a minute. Michael Anton is a serious person. Yes. Who works for the... Uh, Hillsdale College, the That's Claremont right. Institute. He's, he's very uh, ubiquitous in his writings. He's, a, as I say, a very smart guy. Go ahead. What did they say Bush, about former him? Former Bush administration official. And all he did in the piece where I had him on my show to talk about it, all he did was, again, quote the Transition Integrity Project. And the guy, Nils Gilman, who's running it, tweets to him that he should be handled like Robert Breselak, the Nazi sympathizer who was shot to death. That's mm-hmm. on Twitter right now. It's now, what does that, that have to do with the reporter, <laughs> uh, our friend Davey Alba? Davey Alba, the New York Times reporter, tries to blame me and you for the leftist violence, tweets to him last night all this happy talk, emoji stuff back and forth. Like, hey, we kind of got them now. She tweets the sad face emoji and like the world is on fire around her. She's communicating with the guy running the project we exposed who tweeted a death threat that she marked conveniently left out of the New York Times piece where she tried to blame us for this guy's death threats. I mean, this is just malpractice. She's so basically, what I did is so I she's a mouthpiece for the radical left dressed up as a reporter at the New York Times. Absolutely. So all I did was screenshot her tweets and I tweeted to the New York Times, which I will do every day for probably the next two weeks, because this is what I do. Do not toy with me. Just don't do it. (laughs) It's a huge mistake. I have a horrible temper, a really bad disposition, a lot of money and a lot of time. I'm serious. I really can't stand these people. I'm not going to take it. I will take I'll sue them if I don't even care whatever I have to do. So I tweeted to the New York Times said, this is your report. Tweeting to a guy who literally made a death threat on Twitter, and you're this is fine with you? You have no problem with this at all. And that's what Davey Alba did while trying to simultaneously blame me and you for this. I'm not, I'm sorry. And and by the way, uh, America and Dan, her piece is like written by somebody who's barely literate. I mean, it. (laughs) It doesn't it bad, even, it? it doesn't, she's trying to set us up. She barely even connects things together because there's nothing to connect. Then she takes a mild swipe at the left. Then she comes back to us. It is the dumbest article in the, <laughs> the, the merit standards at the New York Times now are very, very low. They're, they're, they're you know, they have affirmative action for anti-Semites and uh, Trump haters. They get to the front of the line. And so uh, here we have a Trump hater, a conservative hater. These are propaganda, starting with the 1619 Project and so forth. You and I do not want violence on Election Day. No, You and I have not encouraged violence on Election Day. We've said the opposite. Mark, I I used to fill in at a radio WMAL, which you're on now. Great station, the great people over there. And I was filling in one day in the weekend, and some guy, this is a couple of years years ago. I I don't even remember. It's a Saturday show or something. And a guy called in, and he was saying, you know, I'm ready to go get my gun. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. One, we're on a radio station, so let's cut that crap out right now. But I said, let me mm-hmm. ask you a question. True story. I said, well, who's your local representative, state rep? The guy's like, I don't know. I can't remember the name. I'm like, who's your state senator? I don't know. Who's your congressman? I said, let me get this straight. 
You're talking about violence. This is insane. And you don't even know who your state rep is. Not that that's ever acceptable, but this is insane. I'm on my show all the time talking about the horrors of violence, how my entire life I practice self-defense to stay hopefully away from any violent situation, myself or my family. It's the worst thing humanly possible would be for this country to descend into violence. There is nothing worse. There's nothing on the top of that totem pole above violence on the horror scale. I have been repeatedly, repeatedly vocal and outspoken against that. I have shredded Antifa, BLM, and these groups in the street causing... And anyone All right, let, let me ask you something. The Has the New York Times shredded Antifa? <laughs> They've shredded has, them. The New- has the New York Times shredded Black Lives Matter? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm going to do- no, I got a tweet from her. I'm going to read this to you. This is Davy Alba about Antifa. Here it Just is. Just now? Oh. No, no, no. This is, I, I, cause you know me. I, yes. you know, once you mess with me, I find everything cause that's what I do. <laughs> so here's Davy Alba. This is a tweet she put out. Not a joke. Reading this quote, Davy Alba, same New York Times reporter about Antifa. She says, Antifa was lumped in with other militia groups potentially encouraging riots. In my reporting, listen to this. You want to laugh your butt off? There's not a single incident where Antifa has been tied definitively to concrete or real-world harm. Unbelievable. (laughs) This is hilarious. I've got a thousand... But you and I are tied to it, but Antifa's not. You and I, you from the bunker, me from the the, the, the northern bunker, north of the. How North sick bunker. is this? We're, we're responsible, Mark. You and I are responsible. This is like it, it's 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 bizarro Superman land where everything is upside down and and morons buy it. I mean that's the same. Now here's here's the other thing, Dan. She says you and I are pushing quote misinformation. Now I don't know about you, but I link to what these lunatics have to say. Uh, so what is the misinformation that we're talking about? And this coup against the president of the United States, where's she been for the last three years? Is she not aware of what's taken place? You've talked about it at length. I've talked about it at length. There's awful, lots of evidence out there, and more and more documents come out. This is the nature of the New York Times. And Don, Dan Bongino and the whole country, I want you to listen to me. There were six million Jews screaming for their lives, yeah. begging begging for attention. And the New York Times ignored them. And the New York Times knew it was taking place. There were millions of Ukrainians, seven or eight years earlier, screaming for their lives as they were being starved to death by Stalin. And the New York Times was publishing news articles that they were just having a bad year. Everything would be fine. And this was Walter Duran who got a Pulitzer Prize and still has his Pulitzer Prize. Any other corporation in America, the New York Times is a corporation, any other corporation in America that, dis, that, that put out disinformation, she talks about misinformation, or tried to conceal two of the greatest horrors of the last century, should not survive, let alone be the gold standard for the media. I mean, it's appalling. You read the stories even now, you know, mothers watching their children being gassed alive, and you think, you know, how could you be on the wrong side of that? I mean, their history of doing this, Mark, you, you mentioned uh, uh, between the Holocaust and their defense of communism in the Soviet Union, um, the Potemkin village puff pieces we saw with them. Um, oh, you, we just saw it recently, although not on the scale of death, thankfully, not even close, but on the scale of journalistic malfeasance with the fake collusion peepee hoax, where they decided they were going to tell the peepee hoax story uh, and just lie to America. I mm-hmm. mean, it just was amazing. Um, but what, what's interesting about it is you mentioned a fascinating point that you linked to the material you were covering about the leftist calls for violence. Mm-hmm. 
I read verbatim a tweet from Mark Zaid, who's a Democrat lawyer who was heavily involved in the impeachment hoax. Oh, yes. Who literally tweeted, the coup has begun. Oh, Hashtag yes. rebellion. I just read his tweet. So when she texted me and said, hey, Dan, basically you're stirring people up, talking about a rumor about a coup. I'm not talking about a rumor. I'm quoting an actual tweet. And, she, and by the way, she knows. She's a liar. A serial liar. Dan Bongino. You're a great guy, and the book is Follow the Money, the Shocking Deep State Connections of the Anti-Trump Cabal. You'll learn an enormous amount here. Now's the time to check this out. Go to Amazon.com, Mark Levin Show, uh, and all the other social sites that I have. Dan, God bless you, my friend. Always fun, Mark. You're the best. That's why they call you the great one. Uh, The great big one they call me right now. (laughs) But thank you, buddy. You You take care of yourself. Uh, let's see, Mr. Producer, what do you want me to do? Yes, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Ladies and gentlemen, my printer's not working. And now my computer's not working. We'll be right back. Mark in. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Follow the money. That's Dan Bongino's great book. Is he not a great patriot or what? But that is a great book. Follow the money. You can get it on Amazon.com. We will not be promoting any more books up to the election. Any more events, any more movies. That's it. We are focused on saving the country. And those who choose to publish books right before an election, that's on them. It's not on me. And I bring more authors on here than anybody else. And I'm starting to think that's a mistake. So I'm just pointing out that's it. Dan Bongino is well worth it. Follow the money because he knows what he's talking about. You can get it on Amazon.com. And he is absolutely a uh, – he's, he's fantastic. And uh, we wish him extremely – you know, he's a dear friend. And we wish him all the best. Let's take a quick call, shall we? Richard, El Paso, Texas. Oops, wrong. Jay in Tennessee, Johnson City, the great WJCW. Uh, I've been in Johnson City many years ago. How are you, Jay? Hey, I'm fine, uh, Mark, and thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, you're a very, I appreciate all your platforms that you get the media out and get the stories out. You're a hard-working individual, and you're much hard worker, just like the president, and we really appreciate it. You're very kind. Thank you. 
the reason for my call is back during the impeachment, all you heard for weeks was quick pro crow, quid pro crow. Pitch, you know what? Pro, I know where you're going with this. We're out of time, so I'll tell you what we're going to do, Jay. Get Jay's phone number. All right, Mr. Producer, don't hang up. And we're going to call Jay back tomorrow. Don't hang up, Jay. I want to salute all you heroes out there. Thank you. And I'll see you right here tomorrow. Very important. We keep this up day after day after day right into the election. God bless each and every one of you. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 